today. Fantastic, Bob. How are you, sir? I can't complain. I have the the awesome opportunity to speak with you on a Friday afternoon. Um, the sun is shining. The rain stopped. It doesn't get any better. So for all of you out there, welcome to Kaba's podcast series. This is actually the first episode. Uh, Tim and I are lucky enough to be on it. Uh, today, we're going to talk about intelligent buildings. We have actually two series with our podcast. One is directly related to intelligent buildings, which is what we're talking about today. And then we also have another series uh, that deals with connected homes, and we'll be recording and releasing that later in the month. Today, in our intelligent building podcast, we're going to be talking about uh, some of the language around intelligent buildings and how when, oftentimes when we use the wrong language or even when we use the right language, we uh, might be leaving the most important people out of the conversation that need to be a part of that intelligent building uh, conversation. So we'll try to get as deep down and dirty as we can in that. Uh, and hopefully, uh, Hopefully, Tim's going to be compelling enough that you guys will come back and see our next guest on uh, the next podcast. So you got a ton of pressure today, my friend. <laughs> so if any of you are new to CABA, CABA is the Continental Automated Building Association. It's an international not-for-profit trade association that focuses on connected homes and intelligent buildings. CABA provides value to its members through networking, industry presence, and research and information. Again, I'm Bob Allen. I've uh, been a member of CABA for many years. I'm also the chair of the Intelligent Building Council and have roughly uh, 15 years in smart buildings. Currently, I'm the vice president of sales for Navco, who is a national security integrator uh, here in the U.S. <clears throat> Tim, officially, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. First episode, I always tell everyone, uh, try to lower the bar as much as possible. It makes others look better, which is always important. Uh, yeah, so Tim Vogel, director IoT, KMC. started with KMC back in 2016, uh, So, and that's when I first joined the controls space around smart buildings. Took a year hiatus from KMC, went to another company focused on uh, industrial IoT around pumps and valves and trying to apply uh, machine learning and algorithms to you know understanding what is the efficiency around these industrial mission critical uh, pieces of equipment around mining, wastewater, pulp and paper, uh, all kinds of just sectors I knew nothing about. Learned a ton, came back to KMC, and now I'm leading efforts around our IoT and smart building platform, KMC Commander, which is really fun. I mean, it, the whole building space right now is just like exploding with new kinds of technologies and applied technologies and how do they all work together and uh you know everyone's asking the question of build buy and it's just it's absolutely fascinating I, my head is about to explode just from your intro that is a whole lot to process as a matter of fact i, I i'm just going into the assumption that i think you are the kmc commander am, is the that an KMC. accurate statement uh, yeah, i am D. not i am not for sale but I accept your title. <laughs> Beautiful. So uh, we are going to now refer to Tim Vogel as the commander for the rest of today's show. No, totally kidding on that. Um, but uh, but you do command here. I love it. So you're the one who brought this to my attention, the language around intelligent buildings. But where are you going with that? What do you mean by that? So my my traditional training and education is around marketing. And anytime you talk about marketing, there's kind of two sides to that. You want to educate people and help them understand what you're talking about, but you also want to sound uh, educated and cutting edge yourself. And so a lot of times what seems to happen is we use a lot of buzz words and buzz terms 
that uh, some people just really love and embrace and other people absolutely despise and hate. But what happens is they start getting thrown out there by the marketing people, by the sales people, and then people start to use these technologies. And now as you have smart buildings with you know IT departments working with your mechanical guys, and they're kind of just talking past each other, while the suppliers and vendors are working together to also use all this language, and it just gets to be very, very confusing. So I thought, what better way to kick off a podcast series than to just talk about how utterly confusing all the language can be? I can't agree more. You know, outside of IB, like mergers and acquisitions, the big name, the big buzzword was synergies. You know, oh, our companies have great synergies. Well, what the heck does that mean? And it means something different to everybody. And here in the IB space, you know, the the word that really sets me off is we have a sustainability initiative. Oh yeah. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to one person that means net zero. To the other person, that means having uh, an infrastructure that's going to last thirty years and supply and, and be able to support future applications. So I, I told him, So give me a couple examples of some of the words that we probably need to. Um, I don't know if it's possible to clarify it because it's our spin on what these words mean. But give me a couple of words and what that means to the commander. So I think about uh, you know words like analytics. Mm-hmm varied and kind of different levels. So when one person uses analytics, the other person could be, you know, completely more in depth than what they're thinking analytics means. You know, are you talking about running it against a set series of rules and then giving some sort of diagnostic on it? Or are you just literally talking about like, I would like a pie chart that shows me the percentage of my energy usage across zones. And like those are two separate things. Now, of course, they kind of work together to inform one another. But again, it's just one of those kind of nebulous terms. So there's like an easy opening. Yeah, idea. absolutely. The next and one it, that a lot about is uh, artificial intelligence. <laughs> We're just going to sprinkle a little AI on this and everything's going to be better and everyone's going to be happier and we're going to be more sustainable. And people are like, I'm scared of AI. I saw iRobot. Uh, Will Smith uh, didn't fare well. Uh, did he live in the end? I can't remember if he lived in the end or not. But he took a beating. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't happy at the end of the day. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, it's like, you know, AI, like, what does that mean? And again, from a marketing and sales perspective, that's so great to be able to use it. But when others hear it, and again, we're just normal, everyday people in the building space, they get nervous and they don't know what it means. And so what I've just been telling people, for instance, is AI is math. It's just being applied. <laughs> yeah, it's logic being applied to math. That's right. You know, we're not giving control of your building to a sentient being. No concerns there. Yeah, I met with a guy uh, years ago, and um, and he said to me, um, he said, you know, for decades we were a- we were able to teach airplanes to take off and land on their own. Why is it we can't teach a building to? automate itself and optimize its performance based on the weather patterns, the occupancy, you know, all the things that we talk about. That's right. And I don't think anyone is in the uh, flight control space from Garmin saying that they're applying artificial intelligence uh, to planes. I think that would be a a PR marketing nightmare. That that might make me nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Good. Autopilot is enough uh, to, to make us concerned. Uh, another one that uh, is kind of interesting is 
even something like cybersecurity. So cybersecurity, obviously very important because it has the word security in it and people are scared of ransomware and they're scared of like what that means. But in the building space, you know, who are we talking to about that topic? Uh, we can go and talk to IT and IT has their own idea of what cybersecurity is. And we can go talk to your, you know, more traditional building owner or building, not building owner, uh, building engineer or facility manager. And when you say cybersecurity, they just immediately think, you know, that's IT, IT. Mm, yeah. And so how do you talk about cybersecurity in a way that you're not leaving people behind? How do you carry them along with you? And that's, you know, the topic for the day, I suppose. Does that tie into leaving the most important people behind in these conversations? Yeah, yeah, because you know you want to apply these technologies because one, they're good solutions for the end user. They're in the end user's best interest. There's market opportunity for the vendors in the space, but there's also a very tangible and real need to avoid costs, reduce risk, and increase safety. See, now I'm getting on my, which is my 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 sales uh, pitch list, which in is the not zone now, Tim. I know, Tim, director of IoT, KMC Controls. <laughs> That's right, AKA the commander. The commander, yeah. How, but you know, how do you communicate with language that doesn't scare people and that just brings it, you know, brings it down to their level and not down in like a condescending sense? Sure. But, you know, hey, you've been in the industry 20, 30 years and you've never really had to think about cybersecurity. Let's build off of that experience you have and that knowledge and expertise you have and just kind of add to that these extra you know, components that today are just more and more important. Yeah, I mean, cybersecurity to one person might mean having a better antivirus on their PC, whereas to us in our world, we're looking at uh, an access control panel as an entry point to the network, not so much the building. That's probably is a bad example because it is an entry point <laughs> yeah. to yeah, the yeah. physical building. Uh, but, you know, a, a VAV controller, an entry point into the system. Um, and so, uh, and not meaning to be a commercial plug here at all, but uh, you know, KMC's is a control company. So, how do you fit in, uh, or in companies like yours, how do you fit in to the customer and helping them navigate this? What expertise are you bring to the table? So, uh, a lot of what we bring is the uh, you know, first of all, just the foundational understanding of what's in a building, right? I think there are a lot of people that can come into the space with a great deal of security information and knowledge and say, hey, we can do something for you, but they don't even understand buildings. So we've seen this, um, generally speaking, in the space around, hey, BACnet IP, awesome. You know, we know IP and we know IP addresses and, you know, now we can go and help you with that. Well, it's like, what about all these MSTP devices? Well, what's MSTP? It's like, well, you know, it's two wires. Oh, yeah, yeah, we don't care how many wires it is. Yeah, well, it also kind of communicates differently. And so, you know, when you do your network scan, you're not going to see, you know, half to 95% of the devices that may be in a space. So they're so, gone? What was that? They're gone because they yeah, don't show yeah. up on my scan? That's right. You're safe. <laughs> you're safe. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if I can't see it, there can't be anything wrong with it. <laughs> that's right. What do they say about ignorance? It's, it's bliss. Bliss. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Ignorance is safe. Safety. That's right. <laughs> But no, so you know, we we come with that great deal of experience. Um, we also then come kind of 
because of the way we go to market, and many manufacturers go to market this way, through dealers, through uh, HVAC, mechanicals, uh, contractors, MSIs, whoever they are, you know, we come with an intent to come and be helpful. Uh, we want to empower and equip our dealers to know what they're talking about. And so that, you know, whether that's through uh, training or articles or, or YouTube videos, just something, webinars, trying to uh, let people in on this kind of terminology and why it's important. And, you know, again, in the, in the case of cybersecurity, uh, what those risks are and who's seeing them. Mm. Same you know, and a risk that I want to jump to here for a second here, if you don't yeah. mind. Sorry. I'm a very rude host. I'm just cutting you off. Done. Please. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, we hear a lot about open platforms and the ability to connect to everything out there. And let's face it, you know, nothing is truly an open platform. Um, and you and I had an offline conversation last week when we were prepping for this about things like APIs. Um, and, you know, you can look at APIs in two ways. One, it's a great way to take two disparate systems and allow them to work in an integrated fashion. But there's also the possibility of opening up a door there. So how do you manage these different vendors with different technologies and trying to make that seamless approach through third-party API software and still maintaining that safety? Yeah, so what I tell people is when you are choosing a vendor to introduce into your smart or intelligent building and they say API or talk about integration, ask to see the documentation. See when it was last updated or how thorough it is or what all you can do with it. Um, and a key part of that, and you may need to get someone more technical to help you, you know, understand this, but a key part of that is how are they authenticating the data and the access to that data? That's probably one of the simplest ways to go look at it because we've also seen a lot of people in the space that say, uh, Hey, we have an API. And unless you dig in, you're like, okay, great. We have an API, but just because you have an API doesn't mean it's supported. Doesn't mean it's maintained. And the documentation really helps kind of prove a lot of that. Yeah, but Tim, I can't read programming. Yes. So they could show me this API and, you know, if then equals Y, I, I, I wouldn't even know where to start with that. Mm -hmm. Is that where we need someone who's more of a programmer to be able to assist? And perhaps we have people in our IT departments that, that have that, uh, that expertise. But is that who I'm looking for? Or is this more layman documentation that is explaining what the API is and... It's definitely not layman documentation. Okay. Uh, I mean, you, you will need someone that uh, does understand that. At that point, let's say you're an end user and owner of an intelligent building, and you're looking at these vendors. I would go and seek a vendor that you trust and just ask for their opinion. I think you know the, the trusted advisor type of relationship is something that uh, a lot of people sort of forget about. It's like, hey, you know, I know that I know this person. I know I could trust them. We did a good, you know, good work before. Go tap them and you know work off of those relationships. And you know, if it's really a valuable relationship, then they'll help you do it. Uh, yeah. There's been plenty of times we've helped end users and and some of our system integrators do just that. So you guys have kind of like a sandbox environment where you can play with this stuff in a controlled setting, look for vulnerabilities, and at least you know put your blessing on it if things go well. Uh, at least when it comes to, you know, the documentation, how they're handling data. I mean, you know, there's mm -hmm. been some cases where we've looked at, let's say, um, um, a sensor manufacturer that says they have a cloud. 
And, you know, we have someone that's like, I'm looking at three, these three vendors. Who would you recommend? We've gone in, we've looked at the documentation, we've seen how they do those things, and we've recommended one over the other. Very shiny website, very cool product, but we thought they were going to fall flat when it came to integration. So, again, yeah, uh, you know, seek those relationships that could help you navigate the things you don't understand. That's uh, great. And don't be afraid yeah. to ask questions. So we've been a bit all over the place, right? We talked about terms, and then I kind of took us down a rabbit hole with some real deep technology stuff. And I, I promised you we were going to keep it high level on this first one because we want our we want our listeners to come back as we start to get them down that path. So I'm going to go back a little bit more on the lighter side. Um, you know, we started our conversation with terms and things like that. Why why do you think customers really don't know these terms or feel that they're applicable to their building environment and their objectives? So. I think um, a lot of times what happens with these new terms is there is a bit of a of a disconnect between these new kinds of technologies and really like what those daily fires are that they're trying to put out. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, how can you help me today with the things that, you know, are most uh, pressing on me? And a lot of these new technologies you know, are actually very kind of forward thinking, future proofing, making sure that you are uh, ready in your building to go and do bigger and better things, which typically, you know, will help with your fires, but not today. <laughs> right. Yeah, I got you. And that, you know, yeah. so we only have a few minutes left here, but why is systems integration, why are things so slow to be adopted uh, when we're talking about, I mean, the technology seems great. You know, if I have mm-hmm. the technology that we talk about in the intelligent building space, I mean, is absolutely amazing. So if it's that great and truthful, right, we're doing a lot of this uh, in our homes. It was funny when we first come on and we were, we were bantering, uh, you know, my my home assistant, I'll call it. It was responding to you and uh, adjusting the lights for you. So, yeah. so why we if we're so comfortable at home with it, why is it so slow to adopt in the commercial space? Uh, that, I think that's kind of a, a question that lots of people are trying to ask uh, ask themselves uh, because you know there's even I think misunderstandings inside the organizations themselves about how innovative uh, they think or feel that they are. Uh, you have a lot of really great mission statements uh, that never actually uh, the rubber never hits the road, right? Sure. I think there's uh, there's fear around costs and unknowns. Uh, you know, when people hear about the new technology and what it's going to do, I mean, we'll go back to to AI. Um, just by not understanding where AI is today, they can't even conceive how that then applies today to their building and their day-to-day lives, uh, which then makes it even a harder step to talk about things like ROI. So you could say, hey, we're going to give you ROI. But, you know, there's a huge disconnect between what they know now and the ROI and what it's going to take to get there. So there's just uncertainty. But then there's also risk in their minds. It's like, well, I'm going to pay money for this. Am I going to get, you know, uh, am I really going to get what they're saying? How could I recommend it if I don't? Sure. Yeah. So uh, I I just say, you know, in customers, really kind of dig into this new language, ask questions. Don't be afraid if you hear a term you don't understand to say, hey, can you explain this to me again? Obviously, I've been in the space, but, you know, you're throwing a lot of terms around that are new to me. You know, don't be afraid to ask those questions. I look at our system integrator partners that, you know, are been in the space for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, it's like take some time and really invest 
to understand these new technologies and these new things that are happening in the space that's going to take time and effort and intentionality, but you have lots of partners that are willing and able to help you do that. And uh, I think just slow, steady, you know, being intentional. Uh, we even have a little glossary that we give away at trade shows called uh, an IoT and automation glossary. Love and it. There are so many people that have just been like, this little handy little thing. It's like, I know. Like, it's just a quick reference. I don't have it on my desk here. Just a quick reference, like, cheat sheet on some of these things you just never hear about. Especially when you get into the acronyms. You know, they mean something oh. totally outside of IBs versus in IBs. Yeah. And yep. I, I just got hit by acronyms last week. You know, I was sitting there thinking I knew exactly what they were talking about. And I was like, nope, no, it's not so, but I didn't. Something's different. <laughs> something doesn't belong here. <laughs> yeah. Something that, that I found on the, the slow to adopt side is uh, the, I'll say the most successful projects that I've been a part of uh, take a holistic look at the building. I find a lot of people think they're jumping into intelligent buildings because they're doing smart systems not a smart building, they're doing smart individual systems. And most companies, when you look at the, the insides of the company itself, are so siloed inside that it's hard to get that holistic view and truly get everybody working together. Have you had success trying to break down those internal barriers and in, in getting people to look at things in a holistic manner? Yes. So that, this comes from uh, a couple different avenues. One is we are seeing greater responsibility being taken by some of the larger system integrators to aggregate and orchestrate those kinds of projects. So that's number one. We're seeing more people in the space bringing these diverse groups together. Um, two is I think I'm starting to see more and more vendors understanding that in order to have their solutions applied in this intelligent building, smart building sort of environment, we're going to have to play nice with other people. Mm -hmm. And be overlap. And if you try to be all things to all people, it's not going to go well for you because like you'll have a smaller customer base while everyone else is looking for choice and wanting to mix and match the different features from the different solutions. And so um, you know we're seeing like I don't know how many times I've started a conversation with a another vendor where you would think there was going to be um, you know competition say, listen, I think there's a ton of overlap between our products. This is why we signed an NDA. But also, it's like, there are things that you do really well that I know our customers are going to want, and there's things that we do really well that's probably going to streamline your onboarding. And so let's work together on this, and I bet we can go sell this project, write a case study, and go and replicate it. And Love so it. once you have those kinds of conversations and you kind of show some vulnerability and say, you know, listen, hey, we're all... Change is uncomfortable. The pie is big, and we all just want a little slice of it. We're not, you know, we're going to be greedy if we try to get the whole thing. But just, you know, I think there's just more people willing and understanding that they need to work together. And in order to work together, you got to have technology that's able to work together, which goes back to things like APIs, which goes back to educating people on what that means, and, you know, simplifying the language around that and walking people. See around. how I did that? I just brought us right back full circle. You did, yeah. Bob. You really knitted that together. This has, been a, <laughs> this has been a great conversation and we could talk about this all day. We are over our time already. So I'm going to ask you to, to wrap up the informative part of our session with this one last uh, question for you. Um, at the end of the day, it's about the end users. So what advice can you give to the end users uh, during this journey? Ask questions, 
uh, be vulnerable, ask, you know, intentionally ask others to be vulnerable as well. When did you learn about this? You know, how did you, what were the sources that helped you understand this more? And then go and just seek out that information and learn. Lifetime learners are the ones that uh, are kind of the most successful advocates of this IoT and intelligent building space. So if you're in a position where you're going to be responsible for that kind of deployment, go learn uh, the only dumb question you don't ask. Oh, no, the only dumb question. Yeah, there you go. Dumb. No, the only question that's dumb is the one you don't ask. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I teed that up for you with that question. I thought you were just going to answer with, "Call Tim." Yeah. Oh, just call <laughs> Tim. Yeah, just call That's Tim. That's it. We're done. KMCcontrols.com. <laughs> love it. Love it. So I got a. Uh, most people do PSAs. I do CSAs. It's a, a Kaba service announcement here. Um, Kaba is actually working on some incredible projects in the intelligent building space. Uh, their 2022 landmark research, research project will be starting very soon uh, with a focus on healthy buildings and indoor air uh, environmental quality. If you're interested in participating in that, reach out to Greg Walker. That's walker at Kaba, C-A-B-A dot org. Uh, if you are representing a smart building company, a super opportunity to get your logo on a, a definitive research project that does every year we drive the intelligent building market more and more. Uh, uh, I'll just Tim. interrupt you and say yeah. that KMC has been a, a landmark study sponsor for many years, and we love being part of the steering committees uh, and kind of helping guide that research. But then once the study comes out, you know we get uh, early access to that, and it is so helpful for us. So I would encourage everyone in the space to go and be a part of that. Absolutely. Very well said. Uh, so Tim, take a second here uh, and uh, just give us a, an overview of KMC Controls. Yeah. KMC this is your shameless controls. plug. Go for it. Yeah, shameless plug. KMC Controls has been uh, in the industry for over 50 years. We're family owned. We're made in America. Everything from the plastic and the boards to the manufacturing and support uh, all here in Northern Indiana. We're very, very proud of that. Uh, you know, building uh, American companies and American jobs. Uh, KMC Commander is kind of the latest extension of our uh, cloud-based system. And we like to work in uh, intelligent buildings and smart building applications, bringing that data to the cloud and then working with others in the prop tech space via API to help end users build the exact solution that they're looking for, being good at what we're good at, and working with others that live, eat, and breathe all these other prop tech solutions. So that's my shameless plug. I'd love, love it. If interested to contact me. I'm also on LinkedIn. Beautiful. So you guys know what you're good at, and you know who you need to partner with, and that is uh, that's worth its weight in gold. And of course, uh, Bob Allen here with Navco. Uh, we are a national security integrator uh, for all of your integration needs, whether it is card access, uh, surveillance security, uh, anything along those lines. We specialize in multi-site uh, rollouts across the country. Uh, so that being said, I'd like to thank you all for listening to the first Intelligent Building Kaba podcast. And we encourage you to look out for the next podcast where we will have another exciting guest. Although Tim, the commander Vogel from KMC Controls, as much as he was sandbagging at the beginning, he set that bar very, very high. Tim, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Bob. It's a real pleasure. Appreciate it, man. Can I stop smiling now? Gee whiz.